You're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. This is the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopoulos. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Steve Simeon. I just look for little things in life that can be celebrated. Because it's so easy right now to be negative. It's so easy. Where I'm like, okay, let's talk about what's good. Let's talk about what's, what makes life worth living. Great chat with Steve. I've spoken to him before for print interviews, but this is the first time he's been on the podcast. Had a great chat about the things you should be focusing on in life. It's a good message for this time of year, I think. Song of the Week is from Declan McKenna. We'll hear that at the end of the show. But first, let's pull a couple of dumb bits from the archives for you to enjoy. Your friends are awesome at rock band, but you can't even make it through one song. Oh, man. But now you can have just as much fun as your more talented and more coordinated friends with the Rock Band Roadie Add-On Pack. Check, check, check. A little higher. little higher. Check, 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 check. Check, check. How's that? Check, check. Get your friends tuned up. And get their levels set before they start shredding. Is that clipping? I think that's clipping little. What do you think? Want to try it again? But make sure you do a good job, or your buds will fail. Dude! And you'll wind up at the merch table. The long sleeve tee is 40 bucks. Yeah, here you go. Rock Band Roadie Add-On Pack. Available now. Coming soon. Rock Band Groupie Pack. And Rock Band Ticket Scalper Pack. The new Mountain Dew Summer flavors are here, and they're extreme, extremely extreme. Like the new Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption has to be the best flavor ever. And I was trying it, I was listening all the time, well, which just happens to be my favorite band in the world. You know, so it was all good. So whenever I listen to them, I think about Nervous Conniption. I mean, it's just that good. Oh, and right now I'm talking about one friend, Emma, because I'm probably going to have Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption with her, because, you know, wouldn't that be so much fun? We'd be all really hyped together. You know, because being hyped okay. is the best part of right. the Okay, thank you. Shut up! Sorry! New Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Get some fast. Steve Simeon is a stand-up comedian originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He likes to talk about 80s nostalgia and growing up in the 1980s and 90s. And here now is our interview with Steve Simeon. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Nothing, dude. How are you? Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. How are you, dude? Good, good. Uh, all the same uh, to you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's been, uh, I guess it's been, um, let me see, I was looking at my uh, records, uh, about, about two years since we last spoke. God. Flies by, man. The older I get, the faster it goes. Right? Scary. Yeah. And, uh... It's like, oof. And last time we spoke, we spoke about you growing up in uh, Philadelphia, so you got to be pretty happy with your Eagles right now. Yes. Like, I just hope our quarterback, I just hope his career isn't over. Like, long-term strategy, because he blew out his ACL last week. Right, right. He had surgery. But it's like, you know what? I think they have a good core of young players, great coaching. And I hope within the next couple of years they could win the Super Bowl. Who knows? There have been years where, like, backup quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. 
made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, yeah. it could happen this year. Like, their offensive line's really good. Their defense is really good. And Nick Foles as a backup, I remember when I signed him in the offseason because he was our starting quarterback a couple of years ago, and we right. thought he was the future. Yeah. I was going, you know what? I, I, even now, I'm like, be extra nice to everybody you meet in Minnesota in case you need a couch to crash on for the huh. Super Bowl. There you go. Are yeah. you guys excited about that? Uh, well, actually, I am not. Like. I am not from Minnesota. I have been to Minneapolis oh, well. twice for an hour in the airport. Uh, I actually live in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, had, happened to hook up when the economy was good years ago. I wrote for a lot of different papers around the country, and then when the economy crashed, the only papers that kept me yeah. were my hometown paper, the Cincinnati City Beat, and Minneapolis City Pages. Everybody else said we're just gonna go with local people or just you know crib Wikipedia pages and do things like that, and occasionally I'll turn up in the Houston Press and uh, Folio down in Jacksonville, but my only steady gigs now for this are uh, City Pages and City Beat, so. Did they ever let you know why they kept you? No, it's really weird. Uh, the, the gal that does, uh, is the editor, she's from Columbus, and I guess they just like my stuff, and they have a lot of people that write comedy. They have a couple of guys... Um, Brian Miller, he's a comedian there, but he also interviews comedians. And Patrick Strait is another guy. He does stand-up comedy, but he also interviews comedians. They just take comedy very seriously in Minneapolis. And, uh, of course, City, yeah. Beat, City Beat I've written for for 23 years, ever since it, almost since it's, since the beginning of that paper. And uh, they didn't take comedy seriously for a long time. Yeah, the editor I had previously said, we should maybe do interview a comedian maybe twice a year. And then when they got a new arts editor, he said, no, we should interview a comedian every week. And then I was finally That's doing cool. it right. Yeah, yeah, so. Yep. See, that business has been through some... Isn't it weird how technology and things just change everything? Oh, yeah. It's just fascinating, man. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's like my, my wife's job wouldn't exist if it weren't for uh, the Internet. We got on the Internet. We were very early on to the Internet. We were right after Netscape came out. Um, I was wow. Work, I was working at the paper that existed before City Beat. And uh, we interviewed this band, and they were on this thing called the internet, and they had a, a something called a web page. And uh, so I was very—I interviewed the guy about it. His name was Tony, and uh, Borgia Popes is the name of the band. It was him and his wife, and uh, we talked about it. We went over to their apartment, my wife and I, and he showed us the internet like without Netscape. It was all just text back then. And he goes, and "Now there's this wow. thing called there's now this thing called what a web browser." Ninety-five. Yeah, and he says, Here's this, this is a thing called a wet brow web browser. It's called Netscape. And then it showed, like, there were just a few websites there that were able to, you know, be read by it. And uh, we're like, yeah, let's do it. So we got a computer. We got on the Internet. And uh, at first it was just AOL. And then AOL, about a, six months later, finally had a, an outlet to the Internet. And, yeah, that was that was the beginning of it. Now she works in social media. And uh, I do this. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy, like you're saying. It's just so fat. It's so cool. Yeah. Well, it is. And yeah, I guess... Yeah, that affects everything. It does, if you think about like, it. Yeah, there are people, like, they make their living, like, designing Instagram videos for brands. And, yeah. Like, that well, didn't exist three years ago. And look at it another way. My daughter doesn't really watch TV anymore. She watches YouTube videos. Now, she watched Stranger Things with us on Netflix, and she's watching Riverdale with my wife. Currently, they're following okay. that. But for the most part... They don't care. Yes. Like, okay. My, the guy that produces my podcast, he's awesome. He's a sweetheart. So somebody had reached out to him about going to speak to his elementary school class. 
and the kids worked on a bunch of TV shows and movies as an editor. Kids weren't impressed at all. <laughs> but when he showed, he got an award for one of the YouTube channels he works on, has 100,000 subscribers, the kids lost their minds. Wow. It's really interesting. Like, that's all they care about. And then for stand-up comedy, what people are realizing right now is that it doesn't matter where people see, like, up until even a year ago, people were like, you need a Netflix special. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Now what people are realizing is just shoot your own content. It doesn't even need to be a three-camera shoot. Do video memes. Place blast it all over social media and just drive traffic to your YouTube page. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just do that instead of trying to shoot a special. Yeah, because it's, like it's that a, could be it. So they call that snackable content, is that what everybody's looking for? It's weird. Now, I had this conversation just yesterday with Nate Abshire, who's uh, a comedian from who's from Minneapolis. I think he's headlining the other club while you're doing um, the other oh, one. Cool. But uh, we were t- still there's that that intimacy though of being in front of a live audience of you know fifty to two hundred people that you know you just can't really be replaced by technology and people don't really realize it at first. No. but once you go to a comedy more club, than any other medium too i think stand-up is unique that way like uh last week i had a chance to go to the football game i was like you know what no i'd rather see it at home i'd rather have my own snacks yeah i'd rather have access to my own bathroom i'd rather not be around a bunch of drunk people i'd rather not pay sixty dollars to park I'd rather just want, I, I, I want to just be home and enjoy it. But with stand-up comedy, there's a comedian, my little buddy of mine, Theo Vaughn. Yeah. And he said, he said, watching comedy on the internet like watching a funeral on the internet. He was like, in order to really feel it, you gotta yeah. be there in person. Yeah. Now that and being, like, that's the truth. Yeah. Now that being said, when I was growing up and like, and we're probably close to the same age, you know, I enjoyed Carlin on campus and, and watching those other comedy specials. But when I finally went to a comedy club, yeah, it was just way different. I think I think first comedy show... A whole show, different experience. Yeah. Uh, Rick Overton snuck me and my buddy into a, a show he was doing at the Funny Bone in Pittsburgh. He was working on a movie, oh, and we were extras, and we got to be friendly with him because we'd seen him on we'd seen him do stand-up on TV in one of the Young Comedian specials, and we were like, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, that's real white of you, was one of his big bits. And uh, so we, we, he said, well, come down to the club. We're like, well, we're, my buddy was 17, and I'm like, I'm not even 21. He goes, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. So we get down there, and they're not letting us in, and Rick's like, let my friends in here. So we got in, got to see the show. We were so cool. Are you kidding yeah, we're, me? Yeah, we're with Rick. Yeah. How cool is that? I know, right? And uh, holy, yeah, that's got to make that makes you a fan forever. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. In fact, ever. I should I should round him up to be on on my podcast. Which, by the way, I hope like I mentioned the email. I wanted to use this audio for my podcast as well. If that's okay, of course, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, I got to get Rick on. Now, Rick's um on a lot with a guy that I'm friendly with, David Feldman. David Feldman actually got me into podcasting, uh, or actually got me better at podcasting. <laughs> I was starting to do Dude, it. I remember David Feldman. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's got a comic and a writer, right? Yeah, he's a brilliant joke writer. Holy crap! Just subscribe to his Twitter, and it's it's genius. He hasn't toured in a long time. I think he's he's all wrapped up doing his podcast uh, out in Los Angeles. He's very political. Does a big two hour podcast. Oh. I think he does like one every day. And Overton's one of his guests, and um, Eddie Pepitone, and uh, a bunch of other oh, people. God, and then he's how friend- funny is Eddie Pepitone? Oh, right. Yeah, he's been on. Um, he's like he's. 
Like, one of the greatest things about the comedy store is getting to see somebody like Eddie Pepitone on a nightly basis, where you're just like, this is ridiculous. As yeah. a comedy fan, this is ri- it's ridiculous. He is a comedian's comedian, definitely. He definitely falls into that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so funny. Yeah, and, and I last time we were talking about how co- you kind of you, you talk about you know growing up in the eighties and nineties, and, and kind of to that, yep. and as you as things have kind of gotten crazier and crazier in the world, has that kind of increased where people are kind of looking back for uh, what at least they thought was a simpler time? If you really think about it, it probably wasn't. It was just a ho- horse with mm. a dog with a different set of fleas, as Gordon Gecko says in Wall St- in uh, Wall Street. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's funny. My buddy um, always says that. I think, I think what people, at least what I'm, I'll tell, I can just talk from my own personal experience. I don't necessarily know what audiences want, but I know what I like to do. Yeah. And uh, I just look for little things in life that can be celebrated. Because it's so easy right now to be negative. Yeah. It's so easy. Where I'm like, okay, let's talk about what's good. Let's talk about what's, what makes life worth living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Can we focus on that? Like, let's put away politics for a second and just recognize each other's humanity. And what do we have in common? And what, what, what are the best things in life? And the best things in life are these little shared moments. And sometimes I will, like, I'll use nostalgia as a jumping off point. Or I'll be like, hey, this was great when you were a kid. What was even better is that you can celebrate this as an adult. You know, whether it's just like, like I do a bit on ordering pizza, and like when I was a kid, like what a big treat it was. Oh yeah, that Friday night pizza night, like that was like getting Christmas delivered to your house, <laughs> and I, it's a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It was like awesome, and you look back at it, and it's like it's just pizza, <laughs> but it was magical. It was because I grew up with brothers, and I came from like a family that like that's what we that it was like, you know. That's what middle class, middle America, yeah. like Friday night pizza night. That's as good as life got. And I do 15 minutes on that, 20 minutes on that. But I'm like, guys, we can go do that right now. Like, you don't need to be a millionaire to enjoy life. Well, speaking of and, things, yeah, well, speaking of things that have changed, the technology has changed. It's an obvious one, but, but people don't really think about it really in depth is music. When I was a kid, and I'm a big music fan, and at the end of our podcast here we always play a song of the week and my daughter and I every year do our top six of the of the year and that's one of the popular wow. episodes and uh but I was telling my daughters that you know when I was a kid my friend had uh, a couple of 45 he had the 45 of um of popcorn which was that novelty hit in 1972 you know the Moog synthesizer and uh, windy by the associations and the fact that he had these records just amazed me like you could have and I didn't start buying records till I was in uh uh, probably fourth or fifth grade, but still, it was a huge. Tr- it was only a dollar, but it was like that. Yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. To go down to the store and get it and own a physical copy of "Windy" by the Association, incredible, you know. And then now yeah. it's just. And now with the internet, we can we can listen to anything we want whenever we want to, and we take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Goldman's like got that. As a comedy fan, you, I can go look at Richard Pryor's steps from the nineteen seventies stuff that I wouldn't need. I like. Even ten years ago, you you would have had to, like a museum quality archives. Yeah, like I remember reading about Chris Rock twenty years ago going to the museum of film and television to look at old stand up sets. And now you can just do that. You don't need to. 
Like, we take it for granted. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Like, it's so cool to me. <laughs> like, I love music. I love, I love old TV shows. Like, I oh, love yeah. life. You know what I mean? It's like, let's celebrate the good times. Let's look at the fun stuff. Exactly. And do you find as you've gotten older that you appreciate that more? Because my wife and Eric are kind of getting like that, kind of like where it's just, you know, me more so than her, but I think she's coming along. It's just, you know, just there's just no need to fret over a lot of things that uh, you fret over. So, yeah, anger is a young man's game. Yeah. And uh, I'm very grateful for the, pers- more than anything, I'm so grateful for the perspective I have on life right now. Like, I've been through the darkness. I went through my Bill Hicks phase with comedy. I wanted to point out why everything was wrong and what's wrong with society. And I was like, you know what? I can't live like this. I have to find a better way to live. And like now I just have gratitude for everything. And the older I get, the more I appreciate the tiniest little things. And uh, I just had a scare with my mom. I had a health scare. And uh, it's a miracle that she's alive, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm like, wait a second, what's really important here? And I'm like, it's my family, and it's my friends. Exactly. And it's ama- and, 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 and it's amazing how we, how we complicate life, how we look for reasons not to be happy, how we use um, like ambition as as a way of finding uh, of not being satisfied, and it's like. Every day is a gift. Get out there and just connect with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's a and it's a, a cliche that one of those cliches that has a lot of truth to it. Be happy for what you have, not for what you don't have, and be unhappy for what you don't have. So true. Yeah. So true. And we're all like, honestly, like we're all blessed beyond belief. Like, if you have a roof over your head and food in your stomach, you're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great. Because a lot of people don't. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, so, what other things you talk? Is that still pretty much what you talk about on stage? Do you have any other you know things that you you, you address Dude, in general? I would say this: my whole act is about family, food, and fun. There you go. That's it. Family, food, and fun. And then there's almost like uh, like yeah, and I'm trying to focus more on the positive stuff. And I'm trying. I want to make the audience feel better about life by the time they leave. Where you go, you know what? That guy's right. Yeah. And I've seen it happen, and it makes me feel great. I, I once saw, I was in, about two years ago, we were in Wisconsin, and there was like an outlaw biker gang at the show, and they got into it with somebody else at the show over a parking spot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the guy from the biker gang goes like this, he goes, you know, and I was there, like, like at a little merch table, and I'm like, I have <laughs> stickers and CDs and stuff. And the one guy was like, well, it's like he was saying, life's too short. You know what? Forget it. I don't even care. Let's just forget. And I was like, what? It worked? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I touched a biker, and uh, that makes me feel good. You know? Because it's yeah. like, there is always a reason to celebrate. Just by so fast, man. Yeah. Just by so fast. Yeah, and, and that's the nice thing about comedy, too, is that if, you know, if you do, you know, are frustrated by the political situation, you can go see someone that will make you feel better and, you know, and make fun of it and kind of be like, oh, we're not alone in this thing. But then if you want to forget about it, yeah. there's there's you know, people like you and John Heffron and, you know, that they'll talk about things you care about, like your family you can relate to. So that's that's a nice, there's such a, a, a breadth of comedy now, you know, that's that technology aside, 
Uh, you know, this it's ever probably been never never been a better time for comedy in that respect. I agree with that, and I think um, yeah, there's never been more of a need for comedy. Yes, and I think what technology is doing, which is great, is it's just sort of like educating people about comedy in general. Like between podcasts and social media and YouTube, people are like, oh, this is pretty cool, and then it's getting people out into the club. And then once they're in the clubs, they're like, whoa, this is awesome. I'm really part of this. And that's the coolest thing about comedy. Like, we, at least what I do, I need an audience. Like, when people are like, oh, you were great, you were something. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys were a great audience. I, I need that. Like, if I get a room full of cool kids that, uh, you know, don't, like yeah. last night in Hollywood, it just wasn't my crowd. It was just a bunch of, Typical Los Angeles lost souls. That, <laughs> you know, people in their 30s whose parents are still paying their bills and they're trying to act cool and they don't smile and they don't work. And they're just like, mm, make, me, make me laugh, monkey. And I'm <laughs> like, nah, this isn't going to work, man. And it didn't. And then I have audiences sometimes where it's like, people that are like, hey, we busted our ass all week. Let's enjoy life for the hour and a half we have tonight. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's my crowd. That we're gonna have fun. It's a, it's a um, the team sport. Life is a team sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all need each other. We're all in this together. And uh, that's something I try to remind audiences because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to like get lost in the selfishness. Yeah. Know? And it doesn't seem like that that need for human interaction will ever go away. It's like, I mean, I I as I've gotten older, the people I want to interact with that circle is is shrunk. But it's never going to go yeah. away. There's the, the people I want to interact no. with. I want to interact with a we're lot. for each other. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like we're, we're made to be part of communities and families. We are. It's just that we're, we're social creatures. Yeah. It's the coolest thing. I mean, that's, that's honestly, like, comedy's taught me so much. And I, I kind of have this theory that no matter what you do for a living, it's a, you can use that as as almost like a paradigm to view the rest of the world. And, like, I'm so grateful for comedy for that, where I'm like, oh, I need this audience. I, the more diverse this audience is, the better it is for me, you know? Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Uh, it was good talking to you again. Good luck up there in Minneapolis. Like you, you picked a good week holiday season to uh, to entertain the folks up there. And, and I think you've been down to Cincinnati before, right? Because I think I... Uh... Yeah, and I haven't been there in a while. Okay. And there's a great club. There's two great clubs there. And if I'm ever... I love that region. I love... I love, like, I think West Virginia is probably the most beautiful part of the country. People don't know. Yeah. But, like, that whole region of America is just gorgeous. And the people are awesome. Like, real people. You know what I mean? Like, real people. I bet, hopefully, I'll get myself out on the road within the next 18 months. And this is my dream. Yeah. I want to go to small towns. There you go. I just want to see real Americans go to small towns performing like VFWs or middle school auditoriums, <laughs> whatever it is, and just get out there and connect and be like, okay, people are way better. Like, it's easy to lose track of what's important when you live in L.A. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's very easy to get discouraged. But I love getting out and being like, okay, there's still good people that care about their neighbors, and that makes me feel good. And that part of the country, Cincinnati, I can't wait to get back for that reason. Well, awesome. Well, we'll uh, run uh, a piece here and, uh, you know, efficiently use the, the ink, as we say. And, uh, yeah, have fun up there in Minneapolis, and, and 
good luck uh, in 2018 with all your endeavors. And uh, again, appreciate you taking Thank the time. You, brother. Thanks, Steve. All right, Merry Christmas. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks again to Steve Simeon for being on the show. Steve does not have his dates updated on his website. That is goodtimessteve.com. Actually, goodtimessteve.com. So go to that website and uh, check back with that, and you'll have his dates updated for you. Uh, Song of the Week is from Declan McKenna. The song is Why Do You Feel So Down. I forgot about Declan McKenna. He had a couple of uh, tracks earlier in the year that I liked a lot, and I heard this on Radio 1 a couple of weeks ago, so I believe this is the current single in Britain. Kind of a, Ollie's putting in kind of an Ollie Murs and a Jake Bug, if you will. Uh, He's a talented young kid. I think he's getting overlooked a lot in both, uh, well, certainly in the U.S. and also in the U.K. See what you think of this. Why Do You Feel So Down? Declan McKenna, our Song of the Week PF tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. I can't speak and I can't listen and everyone is a curse or something worse What can I say to the kid that made you complaining like you were made to when you hate every god I pray to So don't lie